Warmest welcome to Check the Energy. I'm your host, Vanessa Smith, and we explore new paradigm perspectives to navigating life through the lens of energy. When you start to understand how much is shifting and what that context looks like energetically, you walk away with more of a sense of true empowerment and authority over the choices that you make. We have a wide range of guests on this podcast, ranging from exploring the healing journey to new approaches to eating to what's going on collectively and so much more. Really glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Welcome back to Check the Energy. This is Vanessa and I am, oh, I don't even have any words to describe how I'm feeling right now to have this very special guest on the show with me today. It is uh, Paul Smith, who happens to be my husband of nearly 18 years. Mm -hmm. And today we are going to be talking about love and energy and the paradigm shift. And unlike other episodes where I do a bit of background research on on who I'm talking with and um, write down a few ideas, I'm going to be completely freeform with with Paul today, as is the nature of our relationship. We have a tendency to have loads and loads of conversations over the years about all the topics mentioned. So I'll have him uh, share a bit about his background and then we will roll with the conversation so thanks for joining me Paul you're welcome this should be fun hopefully for the people listening as well (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah as you said my name is Paul Smith and I'm chief plate spinner at shine a light which is a soon-to-be-launched venture at the intersection of photography philanthropy and sustainability And without giving away too much before we do the big reveal later this year, it's uh, enabling photography to have superpowers to do things like mm, remove 16 times the carbon of tree planting and rid the world of plastic and bring uh, dead trees back to life in Africa, creating a, a wall of green on the upper third of the country and many more things. So stay tuned for Shine a Light. Awesome. Yes, super looking forward to you bringing it forward. And I love how you've brought um, just a creative and innovative approach to really a paradigm shifting way of doing work in the world. Um, I I definitely want to talk about love, but of course, also the paradigm shift. And one of the things that I really both enjoy and admire and love about you is that you have a way of combining these different aspects of life, you know, photography, philanthropy, sustainability, social impact organizations, like pulling them all together in a way that's very different, unique, creative, innovative, and that's what you're doing with Shine a Light, which I think is going to be really, really cool. Um, But tell me a little bit about what led you to do this idea and you know what what did you do before then well i was born in santa barbara no um (laughs) (laughs) um 
basically it's sort of a stitching together of all all that I've been professionally uh, involved in and personally interested in and passionate about. So I've always been interested in finding a way of of mm, finding innovative solutions to things where there appeared to be intractable problems. And so that I got into the sustainable business realm for like a better part of more than a decade. And uh, I would tell the story of all these different companies, whether as a journalist or in PR or social media or, 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 or it was just, uh, it was all in the service of like illuminating interesting possibilities to people out there in the world. And then there's always been a latent interest in photography on my part, you know, both personally, but then also uh, I like doing it together with other people. And I've always had an uh, interest in and a knack for connecting people and creating community. So years back, I took my interest in photography and created a community called Photography Utrecht. And that's now 700 something people. And but then I, I thought, you know, there's a lot of really good photographers on here that I've told, like, you should get your work out there in the world. People really need to see this. They'll really enjoy it. Get something from it. And they'd always say, oh, yeah, there's so many people out on Instagram. I don't know. That's something that I should be doing. And I'm like, ah, oh, no. Like, let's let's find a way to elevate photography and tell the stories of the photography itself and the photographer. Like, they have fascinating stories, too. They're not just, you know, a machine taking pictures. So there's that part, but then, you know, as a communicator about sustainability for all these other companies, like I, I wanted to do something more direct to help make an impact in the world. I'm like, how do I do that? Well, what if I took photography and then sold it out to people in the world and then donated most of the profits to really innovative impact organizations and then took the time to write the story about those organizations ongoing so people had a more of a affinity for and connection to these organizations versus just, oh, it's a tacit mention when you make a purchase that we donate 2% to these organizations and you forget about it. It's like, no, it's top of mind. Like my money did this and this and this and this and this. And my photograph was made by this person who had this process when they decided to make the photo. So it's like, there's more hum humanity and grit and texture to, to this versus just buying something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, you actually hit on something really important, and I think that's key to, well, a couple of different pieces. There's a couple of different avenues I want to go with this. Um, one of them is just to make a, a brief nod to this whole idea of the paradigm shift and how we're, we each are having an opportunity to reinvent ourselves, reinvent the way that we do work, to yeah. see that we can do things in a completely new and different way, to pay attention to uh, what not just inspires us and lights us up and we feel passionate about, but also what we feel called to do in terms of contributing to the collective, which I know mm -hmm. is important to you and also important to me. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to make a, you know, a nod or an acknowledgement about that piece, but there's something else that feels at the heart of what you're speaking about mm. that is, I, well, I will all, I will say that was, it's inspired by you for me, which mm. is relationship. Mm -hmm. So 
because as you're talking about this and you're bringing in more context around this, this you know, this specific um, work that you're you're creating, you're talking about the relationship that we have, that it's not just a product. Mm -hmm. It's not just an organization somewhere out there doing something, some good thing. You're making these connections with people by giving them um, a, a more relatable story and a, a way to develop a relationship with the photographer, with the photography, with the organization itself, mm -hmm. with being an active participant in knowing that this is where investing your money in this beautiful art piece gets to go to this organization and like you're creating these connecting threads so everybody feels more like a close-knit community more of a conscious consumer more you know it's like it's supporting all of these different ways that to me are representative of the new paradigm of the way that we are really I want to say more organically meant to interact with each other yeah. and so this concept of of relationship like I really one of the hallmarks for me of of the shift between the old paradigm and the new is moving out of this space of information overload and into more of a relationship space and I swear I'm gonna let you talk in a minute <laughs> No, pass, pass the mic back to you in a go moment on, go but, on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know i i just i think back to you know when we first met which was in 2001 mm -hmm. um 21 years ago holy cow <laughs> and you know that what you were doing then although it's very different in detail it still had the same heart behind it, which is which is relationship and connection and community, and um, and how it completely changed the way for me that I interacted with the world, that I perceived the world. It, um, yeah, for me, just ins inspired me, gave me more a sense of not just connection and community, but like safety like mm -hmm. really supporting me and understanding like, oh, what is, what does community and connection and relationship really look like for me? Like, what mm -hmm. do I need to be connected with to feel safe and secure, also inspired and passionate? Like, what are these pieces? And I feel like you just have such a, um, yeah, lovely nature and natural ability to draw people together, to connect people and to, um, yeah, facilitate these relationships that I think we all inherently naturally want. And I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that, but I just really wanted to acknowledge you publicly for this quality about you that I think is really the heart of the new paradigm and definitely the heart of our relationship. Mm, that's really sweet. It's, uh, you know, we obviously talk quite a lot elsewhere but to hear it you say it in this way and here is like wow it's really cool that it's uh it's very kind of you and uh illuminating and somehow um but yeah i would i would agree um it's also it's been interesting to watch because like i thought of this idea for shine a light before the whole worldwide weirdness that was happening and then it just seemed like it increasingly made more sense that this is the time for for doing such a thing because 
people were feeling highly disempowered and it's like you know how how can i bring beauty into my world how can i um, make an impact out there in the world you know you hear all these narratives about oh you know how the world's coming to an end in 20 years if we don't do xyz and it's like what can i personally do that can make a difference and you know and this is a way to do it but not in a finger wagging laborious way it's like you get to bring something beautiful into your world and then it makes a you know beautiful impact in the world wow you know it's just it's a lovely thing to think about giving people the ability to do and i think that's what you do i mean in general with everything mm-hmm. i can see that but before i start crying <laughs> <laughs> let's uh um let's talk about let's talk about us because i know everybody who's actually probably tuning in as much as your your work and your passions are um super interesting which i honestly truly think they are <laughs> i'm sure people are gonna you know see this and be like "Ooh, is this gonna be like a juicy conversation about like them and their relationship and um, <laughs> i don't know if we've ever done anything like that so what the heck let's oh. do it let's talk about us <laughs> i'm scared <laughs> <laughs> so what's it like being married to a psychic no i'm just kidding let's not start there actually um let's start with hmm water. what would you like to start with <laughs> Mm -hmm. -uh, this is your show <laughs> um, well no okay so let's start with um uh this is kind of a big question but maybe not <laughs> what have you gotten out of this relationship <laughs> that's not a that's such a a uh, tiny question no, <laughs> <laughs> like what's been what's, you know tell me one of tell me one highlight for you uh laughter <laughs> i mean i'm serious it's it's uh you know my life in some ways uh had, had a lot of uh bumps and bruises to it and and uh I, at times really needed to lighten up um but um i also I think, you know, to have someone that I could be of tangible direct benefit to and to help and to love and to lift, that's meant quite a lot to me. Um, becoming well aware of, even in the first place, uh, energy. <laughs> I remember when we were first together, you know, you, <laughs> you, you of course, know, but like the audience doesn't necessarily. It was, it, you know, I remember it was like, uh kissing you once you're like it feels like there's a snake going down my throat laughing with who the am i'm like what what are you talking about and the whole you know most a lot of people just have no awareness of like that they they are an energy being and it has an impact on other people that and they're just no awareness and like so was myself included and uh to have begun to get an understanding of that Eventually, initially, it was like kind of rocky, like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> but then to like understand it and, like, and to be able to consciously do something different about it was that's been invaluable. 
Um, you know, you uh, have kicked my ass where need be and been quite loving and very seen me in, in ways that you know, nobody else really would. I mean, the, the intuitive part plays in, in there, but um, you, you've had, you've had a, a, a list of experiences yourself so you can empathize, you know, being an, an empath, an energy-sensitive person. And um, you've, you've seen the context and things that I couldn't have possibly ever really, like, gotten purely on my own, which... Um, but you haven't just done all this stuff for me. You've just been sort of, you've been a, a catalyst uh, for me to do it for myself more so over the years. Mm. That's, I, that's nice to hear and good to know and um, affirming. Thank you for sharing that. And You're just welcome. to like go back to the, <laughs> the kissing card. <laughs> Uh, just to give the listeners a little bit of context <laughs> around that. <laughs> yes. Because there are, there, I mean, if you've kissed a number of people in the world, then you you certainly know there's different styles in there. Here's the interesting thing. This is what I want to talk about energy for, for a second. And mm -hmm. thank you. I do appreciate everything that you just said. Um, yeah. But from an energetic perspective, like, I mean, okay, from a physical perspective, mm -hmm. great kissing, just for the record, because I have <laughs> for definitely kissed some people where I'm like, oh, that's not, that's not, you should practice more, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that was not enjoyable, <laughs> but, you know, um, so, like, from a physical perspective, totally, like, great double thumbs up, but from an energy perspective, there was something, um, just sloppy right like there was uh, and, and that is that's the thing and I don't uh, you know obviously the show is called check the energy and it, it's specifically going to be helpful for those of us that are more energetically sensitive or curious about that or becoming more aware of that those of us that are empaths um, or know somebody that is but from an energy perspective this is quite a, a, a messy planet, so to speak, right? Like people are, you can think of energy as like what's really going on underneath the surface of what somebody's saying, of what they're doing, of how they're being. Like, you know how it is when you're around people and they're, they're acting in one way, but you just get this innate intuitive sense that like something different is going on and maybe you don't know the specifics but you it registers with us on an intuitive or energetic or even on a physical level like we have a response to that and I'm giving that context you know just so um to partially like validate people when you're around others and you're feeling this sort of discord or disconnect between how they're showing up in the world and what you sense is actually happening for them mm -hmm. and so at that stage in in I think both of our lives um it was more challenging for both of us to manage and contain our energy it was a mm -hmm. bit more sloppy um uh, you know it, when we would express things there was just 
if you can imagine for a minute that energy just contain it, it, it can it be expressed in any way. It's not bound by anything. Like when we speak, we're bound by language, the language that we know. And so one of the ways that you can kind of change your energy is by expanding your vocabulary, learning new ways to express yourself. Mm-hmm. Energetically, we can say or express anything. So you know, if you feel like you want to have a cartoon hammer and bonk somebody over the head because that's how you're feeling about them energetically, you can do that. You can imagine that happening, hmm. except the thing is, energetically, it's actually happening. Hmm. And so that's why when we get around certain people and we feel like sick in their presence, like sometimes I know uh we find it maybe easier when we're around like people that are complaining. It's like we can point to, oh, they're complaining about something. So that's why I feel kind of drained right now. But sometimes we're around people and there's nothing we they're doing or saying on the surface that feels bad. Just like in the kiss itself, I was like, this is great. And I'm like, but oh, the energy, something around the energy feels really off to me. What, what is that? And it, it did, it felt like there was like an energy going into my body and like down through the entire core of me that did not feel right or good in any kind of way (laughs) but I remember telling you at the time and you're like what is this person (laughs) what is she talking about and so um I just wanted to give some context for people because so much of what we sense and share and feel energetically it's it can be kind of like, is this real? It's very intangible to people mm-hmm. until you give it more of a context. And then once you contextualize it, you start getting this Rolodex, you know, memories coming out of like, oh my gosh, I remember I felt this way with that person and it was the energy and I was sensing the energy. And so that's a big part of actually why I wanted to start this podcast is because there's a different kind of conversation we need to be having around not just any energy awareness, but being responsible with our energy and being self-aware around how we're expressing ourselves on that energetic level. And I feel like that's been so much the growth trajectory of our relationship is both of us learning how to you know, not just do the things that all people do in relationships, which is learn how to fight effectively, learn how to communicate effectively, um, learn how to listen, all of those pieces, but also learn how to run our energy uh, effectively, more responsibly, with more care for ourselves individually, and then more care for each other. And yeah, I just feel like that's been a, a big, a big, big part of our relationship our individual journeys and and just like healing overall. Yeah, I think that it, what's been useful is, is also just um, being aware of the source of how how we're feeling in any given moment. That, it, that oftentimes it's not necessarily directly ourselves or or the feelings that we're expressing. Like we'll be talking about, oh, this 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 is troubling me, or blah, 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 blah. and but then you realize that's not from me that's from like the collective or this relative's energy or the lineage or the whatever but it's like that basically you know a lot of people going around go around with their life and they just think that however they're feeling is just purely related to 
themselves, their genetics, their whatever, and like that's the end of the story. But the story is much richer, and to know that is sort of leaving. It's like, oh, this isn't just me, and there's something wrong with me. It's like, oh, this is something that's fleeting and passing, and that won't stay here forever, as it sometimes feels like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And I feel like we've been that checkpoint for each other mm-hmm. when we hit those pockets of, you know, not feeling so great where we're like, whoa, hold up. I mean, for me, it's been more of a journey of trusting my read. Like my read, I, I feel like has just been kind of innately very specific and clear all my life. And so my journey has been more about trusting it and sharing it where I feel like you've been on a I think you've always been highly intuitive but um allowing yourself to like continue to develop that gift and understand energy and read energy like it's been so helpful (laughs) Mm -hmm. for for me to just you know if I hit a pocket and you're like that's not your stuff and 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 then we can have that deeper level conversation and it's so freeing like I think people don't realize like how bound they are to the same kind of internal way of thinking about things or the Mm -hmm. relationship dynamic I mean that's the one thing I would say is that one of the things that I would say that I really love about our relationship is I feel like we are continually discovering more of who we are individually like I feel like we just keep unlayering and taking off that which isn't ours that you know we took on from our family's way of being or the collective ways of being and Mm -hmm. that we keep just I don't want to say leveling up but just it feels like a well, it does. I mean, it does feel like a leveling up, but it also feels like a revealing of our authentic self or yeah. the truth of who we are. And so I honestly feel like sometimes it floors me because the time has gone by really fast with mm-hmm. you. And and yet it's like been a really long time that we've been in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we just keep becoming new versions of ourselves. Totally. And it's so I'm kind of like, curious honestly I'm like what what else is gonna unfold here because wow I liked you then and I like you even more now like this is cool like I it's like getting to be in a new relationship over and over again because we just keep evolving and I keep and keep supporting each other in that process to be true yeah I'm I'm grateful for that because it's like a lot of people in a relationship, you know, it's it's hot sparking at the very beginning and then and then it sort of settles in and then it just becomes sort of a rote habit pattern and sort of, you know, you 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 know every every inch of the of the person and that that just sort of stays that way. And for us it's like, you know, like you said, it's it's like we're almost like an onion. We keep on peeling off a layer and, and peeling off a layer and it's some of it's you know revealing what's already there but some of it's just our openness to to what's next for us personally but also out in the world it keeps on bringing new things to us and new people and new experiences and yeah it's it's crazy you know i'm i'm, I'm what 53 and, uh, and in some ways it feels like our lives are just starting 
you know, starting and restarting, but not in a bad way. It's more like, oh, this is the next chapter that we're doing, like our move to France, for instance. Yeah, so true. And, you know, it's which is weird to for me to even say I'm I'm 49. It's like, what? Like, you know, when we <laughs> you're 32 and I was 28 right or something like that when we first met and so yeah just the and I feel the same I feel very much like we've just come up and hit a neutral point not that we haven't had like lovely experiences up until this point but I feel like we're about to enter into a time of our lives where the the I don't know, the burden of carrying other people's energy or other people's way of doing things mm. is like finally leaving us. Mm. Like I feel, you know, I just feel like, wow, we can just actually truly be ourselves now. And I think it's something that people always strive to be, but they don't even realize the extent that they're wearing like maybe 20 layers of clothing that is, you know, uh, mm. metaphorically, that's just yeah. really the patterning of their family or their habit or their limitation or what the culture expects or, you know, whatever. And so it's just, it's been um, a really rich experience (laughs) Yeah, to, to be alive and to do life with you. I would say the same. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Um, Let's see if there's anything else we we want to add to this conversation. Mm. You know, I feel called to to share a bit about how we met. Yes. If that is cool with you. That's cool with me. All right. So, um, and and I just want to put this out there. It's like, because uh, I'm a big believer in being in the right place at the right time and, you know, trusting divine timing and, um, yeah, and following your intuition, ultimately following your intuition. And that's, I, I'd say, that's one of the, thing. the, yeah, hallmark um, messages I want to get out there for people. Mm. So to share the story of how Paul and I met is uh, we were both massage therapists and he do you want to do this or do you want me go ahead you're the the queen storyteller so do it (laughs) um so at the time I um I had probably been a massage therapist for a around a year at that time and I was working at a spa in the Napa Valley in California and I had a friend that was working at the spa with at the spa with me, and he said, "Hey, there's going to be a retreat this weekend of massage therapists. Um, that, you know, at a nearby place was it's called Harbin Hot Springs, which for those of you in in Cali, in Northern Cali specifically, you know what what that's all about. Um, so uh, it's it was very close by to where I was living at that time, which was in Calistoga, California, and I was really wanting to go because I wanted to meet more people and I was simultaneously very freaked out about meeting other people like I just was in a space in my life where I was um can I pause yeah. for a second go ahead I think it's that's sort of like a uh a, a keystone thing for a lot of people that like people have these big desires for 
X certain thing, but then when they have the opportunity to actually have it, some people are like, <laughs> it's like almost scary to like be able to get what you want. That is so true. And that is literally the epitome of how we met. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, you know, as you know, how the story goes, um, you know, and we do that's so true that we have these big desires i see this all the time with um clients or people that think about becoming clients is like they have this big vision of what it is they want for life or what it is they want to contribute or their purpose work in the world but then there's like layers and layers of all mm. these reasons why we can't have it and i think that's one of the shifts that we're currently in is like uh let yourself have it yeah. and and also it's not just solely about you it's also about the energy bringing the energy of allowing yourself to have what's truly fulfilling for you mm. because that shifts the collective energy right yeah. like we're trying to create a new collective energetic signature a new theme i mean when you look at the collective energy people are filling their cups and emptying their bank accounts with trying to get surface level satisfaction with mm -hmm. you know whatever like consumption buying things eating things from a totally totally different space than just like doing what they really truly want that would be fulfilling for them it's like participating in distraction culture consumption culture and i feel like we're moving into this space where like let's consciously get connected with what we actually truly want which is a relationship with ourselves a relationship with other people and a relation and, and i don't even mean love relationships but just a real true authentic sense of connection mm -hmm. and for me personally i'd say a connection with the divine and and our own like spiritual nature but before i get um on the podium about all these other things so back to, Harbin. Go back to how we met yeah. um so anyway i was really scared really truly scared to go to this retreat but also felt this very strong intuitive call to go and i had no excuse i mean i really I was free, happened to be free that particular weekend. It was right near where I lived. Let me pause you for a second, though. Yeah, yeah, please. You, you said that, that it was just massage therapist, which was not the case. It was oh, true. It was a community of, I started Bliss because I missed the, the community I had while I was at school for massage and getting work done on me and whatnot. And, like, and I noticed that people in these various different holistic disciplines were sort of siloed from one another. They were like, I'm an acupuncturist, I'm a yoga teacher, I'm a whatever, but they didn't really get together much. And I'm like, I bet there's other people that like me, they want to like, you know, connect with other people, learn new things, teach things to each other. And so I started doing that. And this was pre-social media era. And again, it's interesting. It was about 700 people in that group too. Um, but then the first retreat was up at, at Harbin, but it was, it's all about like people taking care of one another because as holistic practitioners it's like the you know the, the cobbler has no shoes or whatever it is you know it's, it's like you're not people aren't necessarily the best at taking care of themselves so this was an opportunity to do that together and you had the opportunity to do that here and I could see why to be like oh I want this but I don't know if I can let myself have it mm-hmm Mm -hmm. And yes, so 
just to back up a minute exactly what you were saying so paul has this incredible gift with bringing people together with creating community with creating connections with people i think we both have this in in um, slightly different ways or just with our own unique style <clears throat> and so he had created uh, based on what he just shared with you this community called bliss it was in the san francisco bay area if you're you know from there you may even remember it but he just after going through school just wanted that continued connection with other people just to get together because doing massage therapy or even really any holistic practitioner one-on-one -on -one kind of work it's not isolating per se but you're not you're doing it just with one other person and so you don't necessarily get that sense of of community and so he had been hosting these monthly um gatherings where there was a room set up to do trades with people so you know you can set that up yourself there was a big table that was everyone brought um, potluck and um, food to share and then there was an area where people would volunteer to teach like a 30 minute or a 60 minute class and so every month it was just switched up to different um, topics different people different I mean it was so it was so cool and again it was before social media and he would just sit down, write this newsletter. People would send them events that were going on in the Bay Area or things that they were doing um, to invite other people to. And he put it all together and it grew to like 700, yeah, 700 people or so um, on this local list, which, you know, on an online community, things like that can go really quickly because you have the internet to promote all the things. But this was just all organic word of mouth local in-person get-togethers and uh yeah it's just super super cool and and just also funny because he was famous I mean you know once we started dating everyone's like oh you're Paul Smith's girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> he's a Paul Paul Smith of bliss Paul the guy that created you know the community I'm like yes 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 um and so anyway, we're back to the retreat. This was the very first full weekend retreat of this kind of style, where it was people doing trades, us making dinner together and eating dinner, you know, together and <clears throat> the classes. And it was, you know, full weekend, beautiful setting. And I ended up going and Paul was actually one of the first people um, that I met when I got there he was obviously there first because he's the one running it but I didn't know that he was the guy running it I just was like okay there's a guy there and we're chatting and and it was really easy and really I felt very comfortable and at that time I had some deeper healing work to do on, my, on myself and how I felt about men and and relationships and um you know, was very decidedly single at that point. And, but I, I was uncomfortable with how comfortable I felt with him. Like I, it was just so automatically at ease with Paul. Um, and then that, that made me put my guard up a little bit because I was like, this is too easy. <laughs> this is the Scorpio, Scorpio energy in me was like, I'm not comfortable with how easy this is. <laughs> and so um, as we were just having a, a very uh, nice conversation, 
I, I was feeling so uncomfortable in my body from how easy it was that I said, I need to go to my car and get, and get something. Like I needed to end the conversation because I was sweating everywhere and I just couldn't deal with how easy it was. <laughs> and, and he said, I'll go with you. And I was like, oh no crap <laughs> like I don't actually need anything in my car and now I got to make something up about what I was getting in my car so I just said uh okay and then we walk out to my car together and he's standing there next to me just looking like super nice and friendly and helpful and comfortable in himself and I start digging through my car and he goes what are you looking for which is an obvious question, right? I said I had to go find something in my car. And but I didn't know what I was looking for because I really wasn't looking for anything. So I'm just digging through whatever's in there, trying to fake it like I was looking for something. And I looked back at him and I said, um, I don't know, but I know when I'll find I, I'll know when I find it. And he he just kind of shrugged it off, but it's just been sort of this hallmark phrase of our relationship because I what I really had been looking for was a was a man that I felt safe with, like a, a man that I actually, you know, was comfortable and could feel myself with and felt respected by. And and like he was it. Paul was the man I was looking for and he was literally standing right in front of me and I was just so in my own stuff that <laughs> I just I, I couldn't it took me a while to to even become open to the idea that he might fit what I needed to admit that I was really looking for at that time but luckily he's a very loyal and patient individual perhaps to a fault but because <laughs> he's, he's put up with a quite quite a bit of, we put up with each other our our healing journeys have been uh you know quite intense for both of us and we've, so we've taken turns we've we have certainly taken turns yes sometimes it's at the same time which is a shit show but <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> but but then often we're, we're for that for each other and then there's that thankfully there's times when we're both doing well at the same time which is nice too but yeah the, the first several months or I don't even years it was like like mm, this sort of resistance to like to be really to fully like commit to being in a re relationship and then you eventually just decided to choose to like be with me no matter what which is really lovely for you and, and for me. Yeah, for sure. And that was actually after we were married for a couple of years, because I was still <laughs> one foot out the door and one foot in and had a really just challenging time. And I remember having a conversation with somebody, um, <clears throat> uh, my mentor, Tara, as you remember at the mm -hmm. time, and she she's like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't, she's like, you need a therapist, <laughs> which is probably true. And, uh, you know, I just had some deeper stuff to heal from some traumas that I had experienced. And so, uh, she said, you know, Vanessa, you just got to choose, <laughs> you know, you choose, you choose what you're committed to, whether it's your work, whether it's a man, whether it's how you take care of your health, it's a choice mm -hmm. and you choose your commitments and you just, you decide. And until you decide, you're going to be in that kind of push-pull, indecisive, non-committed space. 
And that was some of the wisest advice I, I'd ever gotten. And she, she dealt out a lot of really, really um, <laughs> wise advice for me yeah, over the did. eight years that she was my mentor. And so um, I remember I just felt really struck by that and, uh, you know, made a declaration and a commitment to Paul and to myself that I I chose him in this relationship, which is great because it was like after we were married, <laughs> he's like, yeah, are you in or are you out? Like, <laughs> what are you doing here? So, um, yeah, you know, here we are, uh, how 22 years later after we first met, and um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I feel like we're very much just getting started and and really hoping that we're both moving into the phase where we're both doing well at the same time because <laughs> that's more enjoyable than one of us up and one of us down um but yeah so nice to talk with you paul i'll see you in a couple minutes after i come downstairs <laughs> anything else that you would like to add to our conversation today uh, thank you for enriching my life. Aw, you're welcome. Same, same. Well, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Hope you've enjoyed this conversation, and we'll be back again soon with another guest. Take care. Bye.